somebody told me ego ain't your amigo and when you know when to to hold back a little bit that's typically when you uh lead in the crowd have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass yeah i said it Damn! well if so welcome to your new home brother brother this is my fence life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio. What up, Dano? I'm loving the music, baby. Loving the music. What Heck yeah. happening, fence lifers? Huh? We got what's uh, up? We got a celebrity co-host today, man. Long time no see. We've got uh, Shane Catton, celebrity co-host, HR professional in corporate America for eight years. Companies like Amazon, Walmart, and Chewy.com. And uh, he got into the fence business four years ago, grew the fence install side, and now he's like, screw it. We're going to open our own fence supply store out there in old Indianapolis, Indiana. And tonight, unfortunately, he's the uh, co-host of the My Fence Life podcast, right? That's right. That's right. Doing, unfortunately. Doing good? <laughs> Dude, doing great. It was good. Uh, good weather today. Crews were fencing in all over uh, town. Yeah, got Miller Light in hand. Uh-oh. It's been a good week. Look out! Oh, well, man, we got a great show tonight, bro. I'm excited. I've been excited. I've been looking forward to it for the last couple weeks. Well, it's episode 83, boys and girls, and tonight we're gonna sit down with the man behind Fence Tech 2023's picket and pitchers pregame and party, Woo! and the purple brand. And the powerhouse of Fort Worth, Texas. I just had uh, Kenny Dugan on this morning with uh, out of DFW, Dallas, somewhere. I don't know. I don't, over there in Texas. It's a big old. Down yonder. So anyway, I know what y'all thinking. Come on, Dan. Who's this guy? This guy lives in Fort Worth. He's married. He's got one kid. He's got another one on the way. And just for the record, I'm not going to mention that I visited Fort Worth about eight months ago. Uh-oh. Anyway, uh, he's a Texas Tech graduate with a double major in marketing and management. Check this out, Shane. This cat has never worked for someone. He's been his own damn boss for 38 years. Never I had do. to ask when payday was. Hey, can I have a day off? Can I get more PTO? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how you like those guys that go, I can't come into work today. I got a tummy ache. Jesus Christ, you're a grown-ass man. Tummy ache. He never had to do that, man. To the point to where his mama didn't even tell him what to do. That's something to say, uh-huh. right? So he cut grass all during high school and college. Uh, he got out of college and turned his uh, Lubbock grass cutting company into a construction and landscape business, making $3.5 million in annual sales. And after four years, he ended up selling it for a cool $1.2 million, man. That's nice. How would you like to be 26 years old with uh, 1.2 million? 26 with 1.2 million. I mean, uh, 26, I was f- 
in Amazon just running around warehouses. Really? Enforcing policies. Yeah. <laughs> well, he moved to Fort Worth because he was like, I got this cash in my pocket. I'm going to move to Fort Worth. Why not? And he's like, I'm going to wear a suit every day and work in a skyscraper. But come to find out, poor bastard's afraid of heights. So that wasn't an option. So he ended up starting a landscape company with his brother back in 2012. Over the next two years, the company's doing more and more construction sales at $1.5 million. And they felt, hey, if we're going to grow, don't you think maybe we should have the name Fence in our name? Right? I mean, it works for Mr. Okay. Fence, right? So in okay. 2014, Magnolia Fence and Patio was born. And it becomes the sister company of MG Lawn and Landscape. So now we got two brothers that split up, but they're still partners. One of them owns MG Landscaping, Lawn Landscape, whatever. And the other one's owning the Patio and Fence deal. Right. Getting down. So with all the trucks and shit that MG Lawn and Landscape had, guess what his brother sends him off with, man? A 96 pickup and said, pick two employees. There you go. <laughs> I'm thinking, do I pick the guy that installs fence good or do I pick the chick that does the good, the books good? I would have been like, shit. Anyway, yeah, it's a catch-22. Yeah, it really is, man. So anyway, he gets us two employees. He gets his 96 pickup and little to no operating cash. And five years later, Magnolia was like, hey, I'm out. I'm over. Give me my half. I'll give you your half of there. And uh, they were doing around $4 million in sales. That was like 2019. So here we are. Fast forward nine years from the, the birth, the conception of this startup. And uh, they got 16 crews doing over eight figures this year. Woo! Seven fellas, eight. 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 It's a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. Eight so, uh, I think maybe we should bring this cat on. What you think, man? I think the answer is uh, enough. Robert. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> What is, what is going on? Shit, shit, man. Just enjoying the purple life over here in Fort Worth. Yeah, we got you up here as Mr. Purple, man. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like it. How you been doing, bro? Man, everything's good here from personal to business. Everything's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, man. You didn't know I visited Fort Worth eight months ago. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'll have saying. to do a little quick math, but uh, that'd be the longest pregnancy of all times. <laughs> <laughs> How far along is the wife? Uh, we're almost two months in, so December 17th is the due date, and we'll we'll put he or she to, to work uh, as soon as she can pick up her head, or he can pick all up right. her head. Well, wait a second. You got a twin brother, right? I do. Is his wife eight months pregnant? No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, ladies and gentlemen, fence lifers, this, I, w I want you to meet, Shane wrote this for me, man. You did a good job on this, Shane. I want wow. you to meet the bow fishing, dog show winning, gun toting, fence party pre-show having son of a gun from the South. Boom! I like that. Boom! Wow. Put that on your email signature. Yeah, yeah. Send that, send that to me, guys. That that sums me up in a nutshell. I honestly think we need to add truck driver to his uh, list. Look at that headset he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting I know. for him to be like breaker breaker one nine. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Bump, bump. 
<laughs> it's it's listen it's what worked at the time boys you get me on the show again i'll buy one of them big black mics you guys are holding on to <laughs> it takes skill yeah. oh man so hey guys we got three rules to the show and y'all know what that is beer check bourbon check business check covering all the bases this is my fence life Hey, Let's man, go. so what are we drinking tonight, Mr. Shane Cat? I already know what you're drinking. Yeah. It's in your name. Stand, standard operating procedure, <laughs> a fine pilsner, brought to you by Miller Lite, established in 1855. You read that can once or twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> what about, Inside is a fine pilsner beer. No. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing off this, this bottle of bourbon. I, I can't believe I drank a half a fifth of bourbon last week on the show. You'll have that. On those big jobs. Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, what you drinking, man? I'm drinking a double shot of Aquafina. Woo! On, yes. on the rock, shaking, stirred. <laughs> shaking. <laughs> there it is. Classic, on style. Yeah. Nice, I, had get, I had to get prepped for this, boys. So you're not a big drinker? I thought you were a drinker, man. I I, I used to. I'm 17 months as of uh, May 1st. Really? 17 Woo. months without a drop of alcohol and just a bunch of aquafina shots just to line them up i went i went i went seven years sober man no kidding congrats i uh where was i I was in costa rica and it was like 2014 or something like that we were getting a tattoo and we went out to the car took a hit a bottle of tequila went back in finished up our one on your lower back yeah 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 (laughs) that's my uh my uh stamp uh, of the train. I was making sure. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this fucking guy. So, <laughs> so anyway, we get done with our tattoos, man, and we go back to uh, to our house that we rented, and everybody's drinking, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm good. I didn't have a drop for seven years, just like that. I quit smoking like that, man. Just, you know, I don't want these. You you smoke these? Yeah, you take them. I haven't had a cigarette since. So what got you? you back, go. What got you back into drinking, Dan? Because I see you're you're not drinking Aquafina. Six kids, three Six. wives, <laughs> four dead dogs, and and, Sh- and Shane can, <laughs> can huh? It, it, the fence life, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my fence life and uh, fence king, and yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. I was at I was at a festival, and it was hot as shit. And I was like, all right, that daiquiri is the closest thing to a slushy I drank. And I was like, man, I forgot how much I really like drinking. Well, boy, I sure do like Slurpees and Dippin' Dots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a standard, op- another standard operating procedure when I'm rolling around town, uh, especially when the uh, warm months are around. I, I could be seen at the old local gas station getting a 44-ounce slushy. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, man, I want to, I want to, you know, the name of the show tonight is "Know When to Hold Them, Know When to Fold Them," right? So, Robert and I were talking. Hey, man, what are we going to talk about on the show? And, and Robert's got a great mind of business. It, it's really amazing, and the dude's all business, and that's why I like him. And I kind of feel like, you know, he's my uh, brother from another mother. I kind of feel the same way. Because people that know me, I'm always just talking business. And if you're not talking business, then I don't even know if I want to talk to you, you know? So um, we were talking about 
what we're going to talk about, which is, but I want to talk about what nobody else is talking about. That's what I told Robert. Everybody talks about, man, I want to grow. I want to scale. I want to add two more crews. I want to buy a super fencer. Yeah. You know, Shane and I just had this conversation about somebody who said that the other day. Um, yeah. You know, and nobody talks about what you got to do before you scale and breaks you got to take. That's why we named it No One to Hold Them, No One to Fold Them. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of like what I did last year. You know, I, I held them, you know, stepping back, you step forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, I think that's where we're going to head that. That's the rabbit hole. We're going to go down tonight, guys. I like I think, it. I, I think like both it. of y'all are great guests for this. Um, Shane, you, you've scaled, you've taken a mom and pop business and brought it back to life. You and, uh, Jacob, right? Yeah. Well, we just yeah. leave Jacob out of it. It was all Shane. <laughs> of course, just long for the ride. <laughs> we'll see if he's in the comments. If he's in the comments, we'll give him credit. If not, yeah. yeah if he's not, he doesn't hear this. He doesn't. He's, this, you know, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's what I did. I, I looked back at um last year, and I only did a hundred thousand dollars more than I did the year before. And it was because I was like, "Hey, hold up, we grew pretty, pretty damn fast. We got to figure up. out what's going on." We got to get SOPs in order. We got to get a good foundation. We got to get, uh, we got the right people on the bus, but are they in the right seat? Maybe I got yeah. one butt with one butt cheek in one seat and one butt cheek in the other, right? Y- y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And we got to figure out do we need to hire somebody so you can get both them butt cheeks in one seat? Or maybe you're not the guy for either one of those jobs and you should be somewhere else. Right. True. Yeah, we've had a we've had to have a few talent assessments the last couple of years. Yeah. Go ahead, Robert. You know, yeah. uh, you know that probably the sexiest thing to talk about is growing, right? Everyone loves talking about it. it's the easiest table talk, but the most profitable you ever are is when you're at that campsite. Um, growing typically, you're making investments. Sometimes you're making bad investments. You're taking risks, and uh, so I'm glad we're talking about this tonight because it's it's the the less of the sexies. Um, but uh, somebody told me ego ain't your amigo, and when you know when to to hold back a little bit, that's typically when you uh, when you're the one uh, leading the crowd. Yeah, you're that's the true. one that I heard that ego yeah. ain't your amigo. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make it up. My my realtor told me that, and I think he was trying to tell me that my ego was a little too big, and I was trying to compare all the wrong things. Well, I mean, you do have purple tennis shoes on, so I do. Yeah. I do. Y'all, and a purple gun. You want to see that? You want to see that purple magnolia? You got a purple gun too, huh? Yeah, purple gun. Yeah, yeah. you're flashing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it wasn't intimidating. Yeah, he's offended. Well, then Rob, you guys need flexing. To- <laughs> Dan's offended. You offended Dan. Dang it. You boys, you boys better bring out your, your straps too, or else it's not fair. Y'all gonna all think us from Texas. I mean, I do have my horse outside if I need to. Yeah, I will take this podcast square outside to the horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got mine on a magnet under my desk, and I got another one in my uh briefcase. Yeah. So I'm always strapped. So um so man, so back back get back on track here. Um you carry a briefcase? Well, I have a messenger bag, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can just I see you walking in, briefcase, click, click. Yeah. Defense King here. Well, actually, it's got a little code. It's got 
three little digits. Yeah, shit. What's the code? <laughs> Sorry, continue. You said briefcase. <laughs> no, not a briefcase. I got a little messenger bag that I carry, man. You got to uh, bring work home every day, you know? That's fair. So bigger deals, bigger briefcases. I have a MERS. <laughs> It's European. Yeah, it's European. You wouldn't understand. Hey, hey, Dan, when when you were uh when you were at that campsite last year, were you taking as much work home as you were when you were growing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was working on all the shit I did the year before, trying to figure out what I did, why I did it, how I did it, if I should have done it. Right. Yeah. So yes, I took a break, but I didn't take a break. You know, I took a break from clawing and trying to take more ground to looking at where I was and where I got to and how I got there and if I could have done it differently. And was it even worth it? Yeah. Well, maybe you could have did five with 9% and made more money, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that math works. I'm just throwing numbers out there, but... You get the gist of what I'm saying, right? Yeah, you're going uphill with your profit. Yeah, sometimes it's better to do less and just make more yeah. money. Yeah, that's it. That's what we did. Touched 186 jobs less from last year to the following. I mean, we put another million in the books, but yeah, I mean, we got we got used to saying no to jobs that didn't make sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, you know. What are you guys shooting for on y'all's uh, your net income? Uh, one hundred billion. One hundred. Yeah. What's well, a percentage? Yeah. No, I get, well, a percentage. That'd be ideal. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the negative. You buy all the pur- you could buy all the purple guns you want with a hundred billion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, your your goals. You know, I mean, the, I think we've talked about it and shown other people. You know, like the ten percent is you know is is a good number to you know mm-hmm. kind of be around. We're we're higher than that. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it just it just depends. I mean, it, some people can get that in their market. Some people can't. But it, it's all it's what we tell the sales team. It's about the value you bring as well. Right. Like there's a lot of times we're higher than the average Joe. You know, like I'm I was nine thousand dollars on this estate job the other day. And the guy went with us. Right. Because of the quality of the service, the product, you know, so it's but then there's some jobs, you know, we, we we're not going to go down in, in value. And, you know, we're working up to the price. Right. So. Yeah, dude, I I blew uh, April out the freaking water, man, like out of the water. Oh man. yeah, congrats, congrats. Yeah, like, Get after it. Thirty three point four seven percent. We had a hell of an April, you know. And I'm already for the year. I'm at twelve point three three percent. I just had to open that email real quick. I didn't know it was <laughs> the top of my head, but I knew my CPA just sent everything to me. So yeah, man, we're we're rocking and rolling and. Um, I think I said this on the show that was this morning with Kenny Dugan. Um, it was because we were prepping for a decrease and we haven't had a decrease. So it's helped me increase. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ability to say no and less distractions is always going to always going to open up those b- bigger and better opportunities. Yeah, we did the same thing too, Dan. And uh 2018, we we did about four and a half million, and we decided to scale back in uh, 2019 to regroup because we had pretty unhealthy growth, and we went down to three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and those numbers hurt us in the long run with COVID because we we came out of the shoot 
healthy and, and did 5 million the, the first year COVID hit. So we didn't get some of the same assistance. Um, but, um, that, that was super healthy, healthy for us. And we've basically been growing ever since we're actually at a, a milestone where we're going to have to camp out for a while. We, uh, we had some unhealthy growth. Uh, it was planned, but we grew exactly where we thought. And we're right here at the $10 million campsite and, and we want to hang out here for a while. And so, uh, I'm looking forward to enjoying it. Um, yeah. And perfect timing with the kiddo on the way and a few other things I had planned. Yeah. Pepper would love for me to take a break, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, man, it's, it, I find it difficult, you know? Yeah. So I, I had an epiphany on that today. If you don't mind me sharing, um, have, have you guys read the book profit first? Have yeah. not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. The, everybody <laughs> needs to, to, to read it. Wait, um, tell your CPA you're going to, open another checking account and just start sticking all your profit into it. He's, his head's going to spin like the exit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so th- you know, there's a lot of books that are, are good on audible and, and a few that are good to read. This one's a, you must read book. Um, probably even download all the extra spreadsheets. Um, never split the difference or some of those other books are good audibles, but, but not this one. Um, shouldn't speed it up or anything, but the premise is basically figure out how much money you, you, you need or want to make and then make all the rest of it work. And, uh, I had this epiphany today that, uh, my profit first is my personal time and, mm. and I'm not ever setting aside my personal time and then figuring out how much time I have allocated towards my business to my training or anything else. And that actually came today in a, in a training that we were at. I just identified that, you know, I could do that same thing with my time. And so I'm going to have a re relook at everything I do because basically what happens is my family, my life, or even my friends and hobbies always just get whatever is left over or um, what I can squeeze in before I go to work. And yep. I, I think we all love to work, but um, I think we'd fall back in love with some of the some of our hobbies too if we knew we had enough time to do it. So I'm going to do profit first with my uh, my family and stuff, hmm. family and friends. That's the way to do it. Great. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm going to go home after this, and Pepper's going to be like, "I told you, I was listening to this show." Thanks yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's not even necessarily about uh, for <laughs> anybody else but yourself. I mean, I think everyone's. Uh, objective is to scale to a size where you have freedom. It doesn't necessarily mean you're exiting your business, but it, it means that you have some self-control over saying yes or no to yeah. being present. And uh, I think I think one of the best things for that is just knowing what you're going home to. And yeah. uh, so I don't know, have any clue how much my personal time would need. So I just stay more in the business. Um, so that's that was my epiphany today. That was my aha moment. I was like, I'm gonna take that nugget and I'm gonna run with it. No, that makes sense. I mean, my former life, I was 24 seven. So it's like, <coughs> excuse me, I brought that over to the fence life, you know. And it's like I'm trying to scale back. We had that conversation at lunch today, um, and in our you know financial meeting, it's like, how, how do you you know check out sometimes to check back in, yet as a better person? Have you guys yeah. ever taken any time off, like? A month off, six months, six weeks off, anything like that? No. So that's that's what separates the the boys from the men, the entrepreneurs from the owner operators, right that's, there. That's when so, you find out you're not an owner real quick yeah. and you find out you're an employee. Yeah. Of your yeah. own business when you can't take six weeks off. I know so I, I can I took six weeks off last summer's best thing. I got out of the way of my employees. 
hands down, best thing I ever did. Of course, you're going to check emails. You're going to mitigate some stuff because you don't have all your systems and processes. But with Job yeah. Nimbus, you're able to, to navigate 90% of your workload from a computer. Um, and I think all of us are good enough to n- navigate a customer over the phone. We don't, you know, in person is the exception nowadays. So we don't physically have to be there. Uh, there's enough tools to track progress. So I took six weeks off um, and I was ready to come home, ready to get back into a routine. Um, some, everybody had done phenomenal. So, uh, but, but there was no plan put in place. We just said, we're going to take six weeks off and we did it. Full send. Yeah, it was great. Um, it actually wore us out. We said, we don't want to do that again. That's not what we're looking for. We're not looking to be that detached. We need somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. So. Well, now you got the baby on the way, so uh, you, you're not going to be taking you got other things going on now. Yeah. 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 No. I, I'll stay at work so I don't have to change another diaper or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dang it. I'm in another meeting. <laughs> yeah. Got it's 730 meeting. at night. Now it's summer. Dude, I'm the I'm the worst dad, man. I got four four of my own kids, and I'm I'm maybe changed ten diapers, you know, maybe. <laughs> and bet they were, bet they weren't any uh, crappy diapers that were just blowouts either. I bet you picked the good ones. <laughs> I had I had one or two like that, and then I was like, I'm definitely not doing this shit anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, hold up, <laughs> I, I'm not qualified. Uh, <laughs> That's when I bought my first pressure washer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Fired that gas powered up right in the living room. Oh, we had the electric, man. Yes. <laughs> I so, wanted to make sure it worked. So, so Dan, how how much is is enough? I've been thinking about this a lot too. Is at what point do you move on to different things? You mean move on to different? Um, There's you put in. I mean, obviously you can add different services, but when you put in a maintenance program to your company and you go start a completely different company, or, or Shane, what made you want to start the uh, the retail and wholesale side? I mean, that's a completely different division. Well, the big thing was, um, well, it, the well, big thing was is a it was our background, so we had the understanding of how to be able to develop and supply, you know, and do all that stuff, right? Um, but the big crutch was we had, you know, terrible products, terrible lead times, terrible quality, terrible customer service. My gosh, um, shipping. They couldn't manage shipping to save their soul. Um, you know, and when you call me on a 22 week lead time and say, just kidding, it's 32, you know, back in the day. Right. It's like, well, I can work with X, Y and Z and get it here in a, a month or less. Right. So it's you just got to do your due diligence. But we found an opportunity right to um provide a solution, right? Just like fence, right? But it's fence supply. We provide a solution. It's for ourselves and it's for others. You know, uh, we can't do all the fence, but dang on it. We can get good materials, good quality, good prices and dang on it. Good speed. Yeah. So COVID and the supply chain kind of, you will not forced your hand, but made you look at your background and go, Hey, I can take advantage of this. Yeah. I mean, Jacob came from, Honda, he was a, you know, a, a, a global new product development manager for basically any new product they came out with in the car division. So he could source anything out of any pond, any hut, you know, <laughs> that they could find, you know, um, and check the quality. I mean, so when somebody sends over a, a PVC spec book and it's 32 pages long, he can skim through it and say, not nah, shit or no, it's good, you know, or, you know, whatever. But 
Uh, and then my background as well, I came from manufacturing before HR in this e-commerce, but it's supply chain. It's, you know, it's manufacturing, it's raw products, the finished goods, you know. So we even got to a point where we, you know, we were assembling our own aluminum for a good, good, good point. But, um, you know, we buy so much other places, we just, you know, get it assembled now. But, uh, but yeah, that's good opportunities. But yeah, I did force the hand a little bit. We're like, let's do it. Full center. Man, talking about aluminum, you and I always talk about uh, courtyard aluminum. It's great. Dude, we got a job where these people moved into the house. I know we're getting off track here, but they moved into the house and they had aluminum around the entire yard. And the lady prior, her sister lived next door. So they had like a big double gate for some reason. I don't know if they were riding a golf cart next door or whatever, but big double gate going down one of the property lines. And she's got a pool. It wasn't pool code. Insurance was like, hey, you can buy this house, but you have to do this fence over. Yeah. She wanted to reuse all the panels and do the aluminum across the back and then do postmasters or whatever. Could not figure out what aluminum it was. You ever get that? Oh, yeah. Where all did this aluminum time. come from, right? Guess what Courtyard did? For $100. Went ahead, gave them the measurements that we needed on blank posts, routed them all, sold the post at normal price and just charged this $100 setup fee. Boom. Went in. My guys are doing it now. Took all the panels out, ripped up all the posts. And, satin? Uh, yeah, satin. Nice. Yeah, I'm not a satin fan, but that's what she had. And that's one of the reasons why we got the job. Boom. Yeah. So that, that right there tells you get in bed with the right people. But yeah. But no, yeah. But like you, like you said, Robert, you know, he's finding an opportunity. You know, like he said, well, you know, what, what is enough, you know, we're kind of, we're right there. We're kind of want, we, we want to improve our processes, right. Put more in place, do that stuff. Right. We've very heavily focused on profitability, you know, in, in the last year or so more, but now it's like, how do you dial that in on top of the processes and then run with them both. Right. So that's kind of where we're at, but then saw the opportunity for supply and we hit it. That's good. That's good. And that supplies rocking and rolling for you, right? It's going to be a pretty good, good uh, distraction for you here pretty quick, huh? It's, it's good. I mean, you know, you, you create good relationships um, and that's what we're about. You know, we're a relationship driven company, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, Joe, Joe ever says, you know, we just know how to build fence well, you know, um, you know, he's, you know, customer service driven is the same thing. Right. But um there's no offense company, you know, really in our market that's an enemy of us, right? Like I'll, I'll go by and say, hey, what's up? And, you know, hey, what's, what's going down? You know, I'm, I'm hanging out at Master Alco. A couple of people walk in. I, you know, we're, we're cool, you know. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's a big thing. But uh, providing solutions. Well, I like it. I like it. I, I got to come visit you sometime, Shane. But before that, you got you to come down and bang up some pigs <laughs> with me. Oh, my gosh. A little helicopter hog hunting. Yeah. just, just Yeah, you get 200 in a night out here. Or in a day, really. In a day. There we yeah. go. I got, I got the hardware behind me ready to go. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the the guns you're shooting out of the uh, the helicopters is, is something else, man. I mean, you're shooting some pretty high caliber. You know, actually, the best effective gun to shoot out of a helicopter is a shotgun. You're shooting a slug. Really? Could you imagine shooting 150, 200 slugs in a in an hour? 
Golly. But that's the best knockdown power. Yeah. And, uh, and then these ranchers find dead pigs for weeks. Miles. Yeah. <laughs> Miles and weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's where I do a lot of my uh, my my planning and, and rejuicing is actually out there at deer camp. It's, it's a good way to connect, but, uh, or disconnect, but, but connect with uh, connect some yourself. The, yeah. Yeah. And so I do a lot of, you know, a lot of time to thank, thank, and, and that's a, a good chance to uh, really reflect on how much further you want to go or, or how, how many steps you want to take back to fix a few things that you, you had done wrong. And so um, I think it's super important, Dan, to, to, to stop at a campsite as long as you you have a reasonable idea of when you're going to get out of the campsite, and um, so we're we're there, guys. We're we're at ten million or right over it. Um, there's a lot of those, uh, you know, the home run jobs we talk about that mm. that you know you you're like, oh man, that was a great year because that home run job, and then the next year you get another one, and you start realizing there's a pattern. And so our goal probably for the next because we're talking big numbers now, right? So for the next probably two to two to three years, we're going to stay here if, if we can. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying we're going to increase price because at some point you, you devalue what you're selling because you can charge too much. I mean, in day, cause people will just hold you more accountable to a point where, I mean, we are installing an imperfect product, right? Um, there's yeah. going to be not scratches, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to add some different services, but what we're going to do is make it easier on our team. Instead of installing 500 feet of fence, and try and install a hundred foot of fence and, and not jeopardize our margins or our revenue. So we're going to be here for a while. We've got some really cool things that I want to put in place specifically for the leadership and senior leadership team. And that's going to take a lot of focus. And so that's, that's what my, my job is at the campsite right now is to, uh, to, to work on taking care of people. Dude. Yeah. I mean, and I'm a, I'm a shout out one initiative that I, I stole from Magnolia fence, right? Like this is kind of stuff that Robert thinks about in the deer blind, right? Uh, <laughs> partner part, or, you know, you know, whatever, uh, or in a helicopter, um, but partnering with your local dog facilities in the daycare clinics, right? Um, a, they're a great resource for referrals and stuff like that. But like Robert, you cover, you know, whatever the time of it is, right. That sure. you're building the fence. Um, We've started that as well up here in Indy, you know, and there's a couple facilities that, that we partner with. Heck, there's one right across the street, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's uh, focusing on that. I mean, good initiatives like that. I mean, that right there. I mean, folks, Robert's, he's on top of it. You got to find the campsite. You got to find the campsite. Our campsite was last year. And I think we're going to camp again this year. Just kind of see what's happening. Yeah. Still growing. Well, you know, we're all when um, Robert and I were talking prior to uh, doing this show, we talked about, you know, you just don't go conquer Mount Everest. They got all these camps that they stop at and they rejuvenate and they on oxygen tanks and getting their, getting everything straight so they can go on the next leg. And that's how we need to, to look at things, man. You know, it's, I, I just I, I flip through the these Facebook groups and all I see is um you know grow 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 I want to grow 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 and buy this buy that yeah. yeah look look what I bought look what I got and I mean I, I get all that but it makes me wonder how many of these people are actually sitting back going hey I, I need I need to I need to woosah a little bit you know I need to do a little uh What's your boy's name from Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. huh? That's your boy, Shane. That's that's your dog. 
I, I don't know. It might be. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> it's definitely not mine, but I'd love to. I'd love to hang out with Steve Madden. <laughs> That'd be the move. That'd be the move. You know, you know, I, I still I can't wrap my head around it. I'd love to ask every single person who wants to grow, what are you aiming at? Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you aim, aim small, you'll miss small. So and if you aim aim big or wide, you're going to miss miss wide. And I was trying to tell people that the the, the guy that hits a bunch of bullseyes there, you got to ask him how he hit them. And, and the most recent guy said, uh, well, I shot first and drew bullseye around where I hit. And I think that's where a lot of people end up when they're scanning. They want to get big, big, big. And they're like, wow, this, this is a cool campsite, but they had no idea that that's where they were going to end up. And that's a dangerous thing when you're talking about money, but something that never is discussed is how much exposure people have. So we have, you know, we obviously have warranties and stuff we want to sit by, but um, I was, I had an intent to uh, be served for a million dollar job. We did, I was statute of limitations was three years and it was three years later. Um, and, and so my broken process from three years ago, or, you know, this is a while ago now, I didn't even know I had a broken process until three years later. And, and what it was, was basically we had a million dollar fence with this apartment complex. We probably could have done some due diligence, but uh, the most important part was I was protecting profits and saying, I'm not going to go talk to my attorney and have him write a specific contract just for this $1 million account, um, which, you know, hindsight that is like the dumbest. I should have spent a couple thousand bucks to protect me. Um, specifically, their, their claim was that the pickets were not a true one buy, um, you know, because it was nominal and it clearly stayed nominal. But then they went to the two by four and they just, and it was a bogus case at the end of the day, but it, it was a distraction. And had we have just camped a little bit longer, some of our liabilities would have caught up to us and we would have mitigated them before we kept growing. And, uh, so, so campsites are good, but making sure you know what you're aiming at too, uh, because, um, well, I, I talk about my brother. I mean, he, he's put him, his, his, his livelihood and his business, a lot of exposure because he was, uh, just firing away. Um, we talk about machine gunning, uh, your manager's feet and they're having to hop around. I mean, and I'm not speaking ill on him, but, um, I don't know if he had the path that he was aiming for. And, uh, and now he's really dialed in and focused and, and he's not grown as much, but he's, he's, just, he's got to m- control profits. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. So. Three years. Sure. Huh? Yeah. Three years, three years. I, I was served. It was intent to sue. They basically wanted their money back as right under a million bucks. You know, of course you're like, that's not going to shake out. Um, but then you start reviewing your contract. And I mean, even these, these Facebook memories that say three years ago today, you're reading, you're like, man, I'm a dumbass. Like I came <laughs> out of my mouth. And so I read these contracts and I was like, man, that was a dumbass contract. It sounded yeah. good at the time. Cause that was as good as I was at the time. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, on that, uh, you know, I know my recommendation is it, uh, not to get a sidetrack, but if you're ever on a big job like that, that has a lot of transactions, this one had 404 backyards. So there's a lot of different transactions, paper. We had kept all that paperwork. Um, so we were able to really back up our case, but you know, we still paid a $7,500 retainer. Um, we still, you know, tightened our belt up and, and prepared for the worst. Um, it was right when me and my brother were, were disintegrating our partnership and they, his attorney saw that as a lie, uh, a liability or, or I'm sorry, 
we thought saw it as a liability or risk. And so we thought it devalued the company. Um, and he argued that I basically was careless with the company and that I put us in jeopardy and that that's why he, he was exiting. They painted whatever picture they wanted to, to, to jeopardize value or to, to, um, justify value. So yeah, three years, Dan, three years, only intent to see why I ever had come across my desk. I bet yeah. that next, uh, Thanksgiving get together was a little awkward, huh? Have you ever seen <laughs> <laughs> you're looking over the, the turkey and the uh, cornbread dressing, looking at your brother going, yeah. you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you mentioned Pass me the gravy. Yeah. I don't know if you ever mentioned <laughs> with my strong hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. No, he uh, actually, me and him, uh, 16 months, didn't speak. He called me one day or sent me a text and said, Hey, we're killing our mom. And my mom's at the time, she was 73. Uh, she's 74 now. He said, we're killing our mom. And so I said, okay. I was I, honestly, I, I was too stubborn to accept his, his invitation. And he said, let's meet. And I said, send me a meeting invitation. I mean, I was still hurt at him. I was mad. And, and we can get in that in just a second, but, uh, um, but it will go to go into scaling and campsites. And so we ended, he said, fair enough. And sent me a meeting invitation. And I walked into the room and I said, what do you want to talk about? And he said, if I had an agenda, then I would uh, have a, have an expectation of leaving this. I, uh, I don't believe that uh, we'll, we'll be able to unpeel this onion at once and you can't eat elephant in one sitting. So let's just talk. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about? So let's talk about fishing and hunting. Cause that's pretty easy to talk about. And we're, we're rebuilding a relationship slightly. We're keeping it, keeping it light, but going back to, um, scaling and trust me, I don't want to discourage anybody from growing, but, uh, when we disintegrated our partnership, one of the things we forgot to manage was our corporate relationship. And our, we had a business contract between the two of us and how, you know, how do you buy and sell in, in and out of the company, how you value company risk first reward when, you know, like my brother, uh, and I both have been through a divorce and, and that both jeopardized the other's net worth or possible uh, assets. And so we never mm-hmm. sat down and invested in those kind of things. And so I think some of the the, the, the big guys that the guys have been around for a while have full capacity to grow to any size they want, but they're well aware of all these road signs. Um, and, and, and so they let us, you know, the new guys chase that business uh, and, and find out the hard way while they're well aware, Hey, you've got to maintenance your relationships with attorneys or, or, or take care of your team or replace your team or anything like that. And so there's no doubt in my mind, Joe Everest couldn't be at, you know, 20, 30 million, but he understands slow growth is really the fastest way to get there sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying him, I don't know about him specifically, but the man's been in business a while. So no, let's pick on Joe. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm Mr. Purple and, and he, he's got all those jokes about oranges or something. I don't know. Yeah. The purple, did, purple king. Did you, <laughs> He thinks he's funny. He 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 outdid me at that uh, pickets and pitchers party at Apex. He uh, he was super orange. Um, he mm-hmm. kind of looked like a traffic cone. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Joe. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was upset. I didn't see more purple. Well, I was uh, I was trying to host a party with Chance, and uh, it was it was uh, a lot of chaos leading up to it because we only had a few days to put together. Um, but the rest of my job. team. Thanks, man. The rest of my team was there, and they had purple. Dakota had purple. Um, yeah, he did. As many Miller lots as he drank, he probably saw purple too. And 
funny. Um, we're trying to track back um, some of the guys that jumped into our pickup. So we picked, so we had the purple pickup, and um, the girls were driving to the party, and uh, the bus was late or something. And there was seven people who jumped in the bed of the pickup and went twenty five minutes on the highway partying in the bed of the Magnolia pickup <laughs> and pulled up. And I think one of them was either on the show or had been on the show. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, Mark Wilson, I'm. <laughs> I mean, he's purple too. I mean, it's it's just crazy, man. It's crazy how how much fun we get to have with each other and those big old parties. Uh, oh, dude, that party was epic. That party was epic. I rolled in late. I was stuck at the uh, bigger specialties uh, thing. Dan, you and I talked about that. Um, I you next, you just I, wanted to get you a piece of paper saying you're you were, right. It was the fo- it was the photo op. It was the photo op. I did roll in late, but I can tell you one thing. In Vegas, I'll probably camped out the day before <laughs> the pre-party. Really, we should probably figure out how to extend it, like the first three days of the week. Well, well, have you heard? Have you heard that we uh, we reached, were approached by uh, the AFA and the the YFP and and uh, with their resources. Um, and, and Chance and I spent a lot of time making sure that we didn't lose integrity because me and Chance had no agenda, no agenda in regards to we didn't want to make money off of it. Uh, yeah. We didn't want to be even about our sponsor, but we got to have them, you know. And uh, and so, man, y'all, this is gonna be pretty big. You mentioned Vegas, um, and, and that's for the the FWA, um, but the one I'm talking about is in Tennessee. Oh, the Nashville one's gonna be money. Yeah, yeah. So we've got some really big things planned. Now I'm on on the board of director, not board of directors, but I'm a committee head, whatever whatever that means. I have to sh- show up to Zoom meetings. Um, yeah, and answer me- emails. Yeah, me, right. me, me, and Chance had had none of that organization, um, but it, it was fun planning it, and and I was super glad that Dan, you came. I know, you, I know, you took extra effort to make that happen. And I appreciate that because everybody who listens to these shows, you know, I mean, they want to put a face to, the, or, or well, I guess they see your face, but they want to meet you, greet you. Well, I tell you what, man, um, because I went to pickets and pitchers, um, I ran into Jared Twist from ranch fencing out of uh california he had a few miller lights in him i almost thought he was uh shane catton for a second (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so he was like you know man i love your show it's great i was like hey thanks you know i really appreciate it he goes but you know what my problem is with it i'm like oh here we go i don't know who the fuck you're talking about and i'm like what do you mean he goes, you talk to these people like you're best friends, but I'm not best friends with them. So I don't know who they are, where they came from, and why they're even on the show, and if I should even keep listening. I'm like, but you keep listening. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it always ends up being something good. And I'm like, okay. So he's the one that said, why don't you give us a bio? Tell us who the hell is coming on and why we should continue listening. And he's the whole reason why now I do the rundown of like I did today. Granted, it might take me five minutes, but you know what? Everybody knows who who Robert is, and they're going to stick around and listen because they're like, hey, this guy's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and I want the T-shirt. Or you know what? I want another T-shirt, so I got to listen to what this guy says. Yeah, no, I, th- I, I think you're on to something. That's great that Jared was able to help 
you because i mean at the end of the day we're all helping each other but dan i think you go underappreciated i mean my goodness the amount of energy you put into each show preparing and prepping delivering great information um I, it's incredible man it's incredible oh, yeah. yeah you didn't um, realize what all went into it till i started reaching out to you hey we got a show we got to do this we got to do that now yeah. now shane on the other hand he kept buying himself cases of beer and he drink half it on the way home and have to go back and get more beer. And so it took him a while to stock up enough, but that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know how Shane prepared for the show tonight? Um, <laughs> me, Robert and, uh, and Shane all have a group text going and we would just get a picture of Shane at like seven 11 with a, with a, with a case of beer selfie. 7 and I'm like, Oh, Shane's going to show up again. <laughs> I haven't been to a 7-Eleven since I was in Mexico three years ago. That's hilarious. 7-Elevens uh, have the best Slurpees, man. Hey, they do. Hey, Speedway's yeah. around here. Come on. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Yeah. I see a couple, a couple Slurpee fans there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Shane, I got a question for you. Not that, not that Slurpees aren't super fun to talk about, but, um, I mean, you were in the corporate world. Did you ever feel those or know or could anticipate when there were those slowdowns or campsites in the corporate world? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, um, especially, well, manufacturing and, you know, e-commerce was my background, right? So, um, you get to know, like, for example, like, if you're at Amazon or whatever e-commerce business, you know, you're in pre-peak season, there's peak season, you know, you're going to have your ups and your downs, you know, you know, when you're going to have to plan the staff, you know, you're going to have to plan to cut heads, you know, and, and you're going to have to look at that stuff. Right. Um, the same with manufacturing world, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I was in, in automation equipment and stuff like that, but it was more for manufacturing stuff. So it's like, well, if, manufacturers already had everything we had or everything we had was out there working good or you know until another project comes we may have some lulls but yeah i mean you could you, there's writing on the wall if you pay attention you know you, you got to know the ebb and flows i call it knowing the pulse of your business you know yeah. you know the pulse um you know hey it's going to be probably typically slower in December, right? It's probably going to be typically slower in November. You know, I'm probably going to have to watch my overtime. You know, I'm probably going to have to do this, right? Because um, I'll challenge anybody to just look at your P&L. Number one, have an accurate P&L. Number two, you know, look at look at the amount of overtime you're paying a year, right? Look at stuff like that. Understand how to manage that, you know? Hey, you mentioned your P&L. Do you, do you assign a critical number on the P&L to, to your leadership team? Each person gets a critical number on the P&L? Not necessarily. Now it's it's more of a Jacob, myself, and 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 Kathy. We're, we you know we kind of manage the the ebb and flow of day to day, and then long long term. I mean, obviously we share what we can with the business where we're at numerically. Um, but you know, really at the end of the day, it's just kind of Jacob and myself and Kathy managing that and the expectations um, at the same time. What about yourself? You guys, you, yes. you got managing the critical numbers. Yeah, so we yeah we we have KPIs and then we have a critical number that we're each responsible for. My office manager is responsible for uh, gross margin, right? So that's that that's what he's responsible for. But uh, my accounting and purchasing department's responsible for COGS, cost to get sold, right? Um, I'm I'm responsible for the big picture, the net to the bottom line, and so we divvy this up. And then our KPIs are like 
you know, forward thinking and, 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 and behind us. And so like, for instance, a really good KPI for us is how many phone calls we get in a week. That tells yeah. me how busy we're going to be in a month. Um, and, uh, and, and a few other key, uh, performance indicators that, that really, so talking about being able to be gone for six weeks, we do ES, EOS, um, uh, in our business. And so at our L10s, I could just check in and figure out, Hey, I've got 12 numbers for my, my five leadership people, uh, team. And, and I, I basically have the pulse of the business. Hey, listen, we're hitting our revenue targets. We're hitting our gross yeah. margins. Uh, our collections, um, our, our expenditure on client relations is is X. Uh, jobs ahead behind safety is always not one fun to talk about, but it's on there. And, and, and we're able to rock and roll that way. So I can leave as long as those numbers stay on average above above par. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned the KPI with um, tracking your calls every week. My uh, My assistant i guess you would call her um was complaining today that she had to call 35 people because the automations and job nimbus made tasks for her and i i keep her email open kind of keep an eye on her make sure she's doing what she's supposed to be doing because she's kind of new and i noticed that one automation email was climbing it was like six and then it was eight and then it was 15 then it was 27. I'm like, hey, you paying attention to uh, these emails? Yeah, yeah. I got like 35 people I need to call back. I'm like, yeah. Why? I'm like, because they need human contact. And they pay our salaries, I guess, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They dictate our Christmas bonus. You have a paycheck next week? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, so anyway... Uh, that's a great thing about Job Nimbus with their automations, you know. It all it just boom. We're getting it set up. Some of the customers had only been into the price sent air quotes right price sent mode for six days. Well, at that point, someone needs to call them. Hey, call them from Fence King. We can't just rely on the automations. So, if you're doing automations, Shane, lay them out and then go. Okay, we need a personal touch here, personal touch here, and someone's got to give them a phone call. You know what I mean? Uh, so um, that's what we're doing. And she's like, I got to call back 35 people. If, if if I was getting as many text messages and emails as you sent out to people and phone calls, I would just tell you to leave me alone. And I'm like, well, there's st statistics out there that say that you're supposed to touch a customer so many times and it's like 12 or it's, it's seven, it's seven right now. It used to be three. Seven? It takes more touches now than it ever has. It might be up to 12 now, but it yeah. was seven. It, yeah. it was three I, I, I was just throwing numbers out. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I think you got to have like eight or nine touches, you know, yeah. if you do, if you do the research. So we're touching these people eight, nine, 10 times. That's weird. You know, and guess what? <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing. So if I have, you know, 5% of the population doesn't like that, then that's fine. But I'll take the other 95% that are okay with it. Yeah. So, you know? so do you have KPI set, Dan? I mean, for instance, uh, like we have a column for estimating. We obviously know that they might be or like sales guys are working on estimates, right? So their column cannot exceed more than uh, one fifth of the appointments that they're scheduled mm -hmm. to go on. So they go on 25 appointments a week, each sales guy. 
and a guy or gal. And so their KPI is how many, how many uh, are sitting and estimating and how long can they sit there? And uh, it's, it's no more than five for more than one day. And so for instance, like 30, calling 35 people back sounds daunting, but if she has two days to do it, you break it up. But if she feels like, and and maybe you've, maybe you said, Hey, you, you got four hours to do it. Um, But that goes back to setting rules that you're willing to enforce and inspect what you expect. And I'm not saying you're not doing that, but um, so all of our inbound uh, online leads that come into job Nimbus, they have two days to reach out to figure if you're going to reach out to us online, we could probably get back to you a little slower. You're not as in a hurry. Mm -hmm. You probably did it on your off time and it can't ever exceed more than eight. That was the number we picked. As soon as it exceeds more than eight, we freeze scheduling appointments until we get caught up calling them back because we do a lot of vet quotes. And uh, last year, we were averaging maybe 60, 70 appointments a week, and now we're averaging about 35 appointments a week. But that's because we're doing a lot more vetting, a lot more you know, using my salesmen and things like that to really narrow down our focus. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen it in y'all's y'all's parts of the country, but people are really willing to share information. Hey, let me just see what they gave you. I don't care what they charge you. I just want to make sure that I, you know, I quote apples to apples. That's what I say. Apples to apples, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And they say, well, you need to come see it and say, well, what you don't understand is I've seen 10,000 of these things. They all are different, but they look the same because we're going to dig a hole or pound a post or however people do it throughout and uh you're just gonna you know put your straight eye on it and uh so so yeah we have we have clear expectations for our teams and some of those aren't kpis they're just expectations um but then it goes into whole having enforcement no but i i think i need to do that i mean i don't have like a hard line in the sand I do. Like, whoa whoa hold up a second how many people we got in fence needs pricing how many people we got in staying needs pricing but that oh, goes back to saying. that goes back to scaling because you use your intuition. But if yeah. if if I were to come run your business for for a month, Dan, I'd have no clue. Exactly. And so uh, and SOPs are important, and that's trackers. Yeah, that kind of stuff's important, yeah. and those are things that I'm trying to work on and get together. Yeah. So I'm constantly working on and getting together. Let's put it that way. So. It's too big of a task for one person, especially to get started. So, you know, and we've got a bigger organization. We've got 13 on our leadership or senior leadership. And then we've got some foremans that, that should be supervisors and, and part of our leadership team at some point. So we, we give them tasks like, hey, Jordan, for instance, grab your nine buckets on Job Nimbus and tell me the process that you go through, how long you think it should go there. And then let me review and tweak it versus me having to come up with this and setting expectations that uh, then she's like, he's telling me it needs to be two days. Cause when you ride out four days to be called back, it kind of sounds bad. And so I, there's no way anybody in my opinion could like one of us three could come up with all of our SOPs and, and, and enforce it. So allow them to come up with their own and then sit down with them, tweak it. And then they, they would be the enforcer and the trainer of it. Cause there's one thing to come up with an uh, SOP or, or KPI, but it's another thing to then have to train on it and everything else. And typically I don't know about y'all, but I'm flat exhausted after coming up with one and, and I don't have a lot of energy, right. but I don't know if y'all have ever used AI, but if you type it into an AI, like, Hey, standard operating procedures on how to invoice, I don't know, in the fence world, it's amazing how much, I mean, it'll give you one through 30 and then you just got to plug and play. Dan, you helped me a lot on, <laughs> on automations with job Nimbus. You sent me your, your setup and 
although we didn't take it, take all of it verbatim, it was at least a start. And then we tweaked and modified it. Um, and yeah. so I would encourage you, um, you or you or Shane or anybody else to, to include some of your leadership. And you've only got two people. Um, you probably have some people you vent to or talk to, and maybe they can help you ride it. Um, I'm working with chance right now and I'm, I'm taking on some of that SOP because I, I know what he needs. Cause I talked to him so much about it. Um, yeah. And we do that at the campfire roasting s'mores, right? When we're camping out at the KOA, drinking Miller Lot, and right, lights up. Yeah, put a double yeah. shot of aqua, Aquafina. Yeah, what do you call it? Yeah, yeah I, double yeah. shot Aquafina. Yeah, shaking, not stirred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, all those things are important, and um, just you know, I'm not strong in that aspect. I need to work harder on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I kind of have my finger on the pulse of that. So if I get hit by a truck tomorrow, fence King's fucked, right? (laughs) You know, but, um, but in all, in essence, man, it's a lot of it is intuition and feel, you know, and I think I need to start jotting those things down. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I was saying. It goes back to knowing the pulse, you know? Yeah. It really is, you know. So, um, Robert, I'm sure. Hey, I got a question, Robert. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people are curious. What's your What's your breakout? Because you do you do some patios, you do fence, you do a couple other things. People are probably curious how you get into that eight figures. How How do you break that out? What's What's like your rough percentage of what you're doing? Yeah, it's, commercial, it's residential. Um, I'd say the majority of it's residential. People say you don't like doing commercial. We love doing commercial industrial, but um, I, I mean, for us, the margins don't seem to be there. L- longer bid processes in a more competitive market. Yeah, uh, we found a good space in residential, and um, I had a key hire, uh, Dakota Marshall. You guys have met him, and uh, I mean, he's phenomenal. And so he took uh, the patio business, which was really a a lot of leads, but we didn't turn them into much because I don't think we had a whole lot of confidence selling it because we didn't know who's going to execute it. Right. And, uh, there was no way I could, cause I was the fence guy and, or Mr. Mr. Purple fence. Right. And, uh, so we had a key hire, hired Dakota. He did awesome. And so, uh, this is pretty crazy. So we were at the time we hired Dakota, we were at about 6 million and I think we did four and a half million in fence and one and a half in patio and we're 50 50 we do five million in patio and five million in fence right now boom because uh, how'd you find how'd you find him man that's a cool deal um that posted on facebook um tagged my are, wife are we talking about the same dakota yeah the, yeah pretty incredible he he's he's the the best hire i've ever i've ever had i've, I've got some great people jordan is phenomenal hire that uh, i'm sure you guys have ran into she's phenomenal crystal all of them but dakota i needed that at that time he was the first of my leadership team he came in and just busted up my culture um and and really just had fun with it and man. and uh man he hands down c- couldn't have done it wouldn't have done it without him um and that's i think a key is i wouldn't have done it without him which is interesting because now i've got a whole new revenue stream but yeah so we're five million and five million the outdoor construction side is uh you know uh my my uh my, my my light sensor my light sensors 
Guys, now, guys doing ten million a year can't pay the goddamn. Life. No, so you know you I got my Wi-Fi the other day. Yeah, no, I got tired of uh, writing down how to turn off light switches, so I put everything on timers. There um, you go, baby. One less thing I had to mitigate. But going going back to Dakota, yeah, he was a key hire, and we were able to do that. So he runs the patio division. Um, I inspect what I expect. Of course, he has KPIs as long as he hits them, as long as he's at forty percent margin. I don't really care how he's getting it done. Um, I just tell them what to get done. And I think that's a big key too. in smaller organizations is, is people say, Hey, this is what I want done. And this is how I want to do it. But I'm looking for a really, really good person and really yeah. good people don't want to be told how, I mean, we all know when we go home and our wives say, this is how you clean up dog shit. Like, I already know how to do it. I just don't want to do it or whatever. But, yeah. um, and so, uh, yeah, so it's 50, 50. Um, so wait, and, I, I, I want to get back cause I interrupted. Yeah. How did you find Dakota? Because yeah. So yeah. I've, so I've hung, I, I've hung out with Dakota. Have you Have you hung out with Dakota, Shane? Did uh Did I meet Dakota Picker Pitch? Uh, Picker. Yeah. I was trying to think. Well, I was are trying you, to think. Are you I'm talking in you. cursive already? I'm gonna yeah. let you know right now. Well, I was trying to think. I I met a couple of your guys at the show, and I met a couple of your guys. At yeah, the party. you, you would have met met Dakota. He had a, oh, yeah. He, he might. Have, is he like your number number two dude? If I'm number one, yeah. Otherwise, he'd be considered number one. I mean, him, Jordan, and Crystal are on my leadership team and my senior leadership, and they all have key roles. So Dakota's operations, Jordan's my integrator, and and Crystal's my my accounting and finance. Um, okay. And then I, then I run our sales division, and that that's the next role to replace. But how I got how I found him, um, posted something online. I typically tag um, you know close friends or employees. Um, I tagged my wife um, and she was like, Hey, you should hire Dakota uh, from, from where she, her hometown. I said, he's not going to move from New Mexico. And, and uh, she said, no, he moved down here. And so I, we somehow connected and for eight months. I was too bit too busy to meet with him. I, I just made everything there. Yeah. You know, it just, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, he was, pretty persistent. Not that he needed the job. He's, the man's got a ton of skill set. He's very personable. He can, he can sell a tandem bed to a roofer. I mean, he knew he wanted to be part of what we were building and he knew he could add value. And so one day we met up uh, and uh, talked and I was like, man, I, I like this guy, but you know, let me send him a list of situational questions because I'm a big communicator, but a lot of times it's done over text or email and send him some uh, quality quality questions and he gave me quality communication back and i was like man this is this is who i need and um man all the stars lined uh, for sure he wanted to move closer to where we were at and uh but but I, I was in my way for eight months i didn't i mean it's incredible like and i think sometimes people think oh, i just can't find anybody i can't tell you how many times i looked was looking for somebody when i had somebody right in front of me and uh Ended up working really great. He started in January, so it was a really good just, you know, I just know every year he's participated and added. And so um, he's an extension of, of Magnolia. Um, he bleeds purple too. Um, he takes it home with him every day in, in regards to the good and the bad. Um, lo love his family. His, his, his wife understands our objectives and, and we take care of people and he takes care of us and our clients. Um, it's a way to do it. But yeah, it was just from a simple Facebook post and they don't always work, but you can't give up on free resources, right? Facebook gets you talent yeah. and leads and leads. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, super, super blessed to have had him. Um, he worked well 
well, I wouldn't say words. He, you know, he had a lot of fun with uh, a chance at Apex and Apex is a dear friend of mine. And so I knew that if chance could get along with him, then, then we could all, so actually what it was, we had a working interview, bow fishing. I said, Hey, I want to do something I enjoy doing and see if he could just fit in with some of my closest friends. Cause it was such an important hire. And so we took him out bow fishing, spent the night uh, at Airbnb and, and got to learn and know each other. And he, he definitely knew he wanted to be there. And so chance, it's fine. Chance approved of him. I approved of him, and all of the other people that we took out there approved of him. And and now he's the one leading the boat trips. Uh, boat fishing <laughs> the rite trip. of passage. It it yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Now you sure. take over the boat fishing trip. Shane, yeah. You, you get a chance to hang out with Dakota. You're gonna be like, all right. I like. I, well, I'll be pissed. I was, if I, don't. I was in Utah with him, and I was like, bro, I did, I can't. I can't. I'll be pissed if I don't get a Dakota bow fishing yeah. trip invite. <laughs> yeah he speaks quiet so he gets really close to you to talk <laughs> oh he's like my foreman with john he's a he's a quiet guy he has gold when he says it but you gotta lean no, in he, he's not quiet no he's he's, he's right he here and he, light. he drinks Bud light too so <laughs> and michelob michelob ultra and, and whiskey but no he's not quiet he's in your face talking to you at, at a volume 10 oh he's just in your face so nah, he's he's awesome man he's awesome and and he is everything i'm not and and uh we work really well together really well together um hey funny story zach payton just uh texted me he saw my name on uh underneath me future zach payton <laughs> i knew he was watching man i knew he was watching so for our listeners out there i put my name underneath myself as future zach payton of superior fence and rail and he just texted me ha 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 when you buying your franchise <laughs> i know you're watching i ain't paying for a goddamn franchise you're giving it to me you already said that i'm not letting you go on that one i did i did hear it twice yeah twice he admitted it on the show well, we were drinking. I heard, I heard we could all have one. <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking pretty heavy. That was the yeah. show that uh, Zach had COVID and couldn't taste anything. So he was drinking all the alcohol in the house that he was letting it rip. Yeah. He's like, I can't taste this. I'm just drinking. Classic COVID and all that. <laughs> Great time, man. So, uh, dude, give us some final thoughts, uh, Robert, on, on, on scaling and on, uh, taking a break sometimes and and not wanting to get wrapped up into what we're seeing on facebook and you know don't get me wrong on this super fencer is a great fucking thing but you know what there's a price that comes with that yeah you know and for you know shane shane mentioned it today you know you're looking at a probably an easy three thousand dollar investment a month when Where you could have three trucks. You could, or you could have three trucks, you know? Yeah. So there's a time and a place for things. And you have to you have to sit back and 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 reevaluate and plan and forecast. And you know, it, it's it's not I think you said it best tonight, man. How did you get where you were at? Oh, I shot and then I drew the bullseye around the hole. You know, nobody wants to be that guy. I mean, you can be. How did you end up here? I don't know. I just did this and that, and here I am. You got to have some type of plan. I mean, when it comes to staining, I've been trying to get into the staining for two years before I did it. I counted the cost. 
I prepped. Okay, if we do it, we're going to do this. And I started watching what everybody else was doing. All right, I can do that, but I can do it better. You know? And now we're in staining. And we're selling. And I got people emailing me from, I don't even know where the fuck they're coming from. And, uh, you know, I had a guy. Down the holler. I need four or five gallons of this. And I'm like, uh, how did you get us? How did you find us? You know? So it's because we prepped and yeah. we took time and we analyzed and, you know, I like to look at things like a Rub- Rubik's cube. You know, we're going to look at every angle of this and we're going to turn some of these colors around and see what happens. Yeah. You, you know what the, you know, what comes with planning is meetings and a lot of people yeah. don't like meetings. Um, and I think a lot of the reasons people don't like meetings is people don't respect them. They're not on time and they don't finish on time. They don't have an agenda and they're not crisp clean. People go on tangents. And uh, and I think a lot of that aligns with just knowing, I mean, listen, if, if your KPIs are in line, you don't need to talk about it at the meeting. You don't need to have meetings about meetings, but planning requires meetings because you got to share your vision and everything like that. So my, you know, my final thoughts on scaling is uh, if you don't know what you're scaling to, then you shouldn't scale because it's super dangerous. I mean, you could do it and it's going to take a ton of work and you'll probably be just fine because uh, thankfully, the fencing industry is relatively healthy, but you're going to spend a lot more energy, time, and money than you need to. And so, what I, my recommendation is, and and I, I'd encourage anybody offline just to reach out, is that uh, the first thing you need to do is establish your core values, your mission, vision, um, your niche, your core target market, your one, your one three ten year, your BHAG, all these different quarterly and and thirty day rocks. Establish job descriptions, organization charts, accountability charts, all these things that really shouldn't take very long because you already have them up in your head. Standard operating procedure and stuff like that's always changing depending on the landscape of the industry or the market or, or COVID or whatever else. But I mean, it's coming up with with five core values and I could do a whole show on core value because I've got a great exercise for it. But if you could, if you could establish that, that's your first passage to the next, you know, that's from 1 million to 3 million. Cool go here and from three to three to um about five three to seven you really need to talk about who so you need to be really working on your accountability chart your kpis stuff like that and so um you need to scale on what your what your aspirations are on on the um the the super fencer i mean i've got two comments on that if you want to be an installer a technician and but you want a healthy successful business i'd buy a super fencer you're going to be the one owner operating it. You want to have luxury. You want to have all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you couldn't be a 10 or $15 million company and have that too, but I can tell you why I would buy it. It's because I know my numbers and I would need a, uh, whatever they cost, $200,000, $300,000 tax write-off. And I'm, I'm saving 37.5%. And all of a sudden, that thing doesn't cost much more than an F-350 with a big trailer behind it. And so... You got to know why you're doing it. Fucking guy, thanks, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. I didn't even have to say it. Yeah, and so you just got to know why you're doing it. And so, ask whatever situation you run into, ask why five times. Why yeah. are you buying a super fencer? Because I need it. Why do you need it? Because we need to be more efficient. Why do you need to be more efficient? Yeah. You know, get more jobs done. Why do you need to get more jobs yeah. done? You know, and then just work through those problems. But. um you know, coming coming up with some sort of operating system. So we use EOS, and and I, I coach on that, and I have some people who who are part of the franchise that I could turn you on to. But having um, a system in place to manage your your scalability and knowing when to take a break. So we know we need to take a break because we know our numbers. 
Yep. Um, so I can't wait to meet you guys at the, at the campsite. You guys can come over and, and cook s'mores. <laughs> yeah. I got the Miller light and the, uh, and the, and the lights we can yeah. string up so. <laughs> and shoot guns. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, so, Hey, um, Robert, quick question. Yeah, sure. You know, so some people might say in a DFW, you know, there's tons of companies doing eight figures. Sure. You know, and uh, even though it's a competitive market, what would you have to say to that? I mean, when you get to the size that we're we're at, I mean, it, it definitely matters what the bottom line is. And we have enough systems and processes in place knowing that we're, we're operating at 18% to the bottom line right now. And have been for four months consistently. So, mm-hmm. at that oh. point, at that point, when you get that big, you really need to be managing your net. Um, but at that, I guarantee the people are at eight figures are working together. We're all talking. We're meeting. Iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're not competing. We we really aren't because we've established our place in that market. And if and right. so, um, I have some really strong relationships with people that are that are in that realm of things. And so. Um, you know, the, the revenue, and we talked about this too, Dan, you know, the revenue is a little irrelevant because things have gone up 50% in price or maybe even more. So it's hard to really understand what that is too. Um, but I can tell you my profit is really the, 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 the key indicator there. And, and, um, so, um, that's the main KPI we're looking yeah. at. So, you know, I would argue that definitely, uh, the larger you get, I'm not sure I'm answering your question, right, but the larger you get, um, a lot of things get a lot easier because other people are making those decisions, but your exposure and liability, the less fun things to talk about. And we all started this business probably because we enjoyed fence or enjoyed construction, enjoyed being outside. We're getting further and further away from what we liked about it. And we got to be okay with that. And, yeah. um, and so um, you got to make some big decisions when, when you get close to the, the eight figures. Yeah, not wrong. So, did I answer your question, future Zach Payton? I guess, man. <laughs> Zach, Zach texted me again. Well, <laughs> oh, I love that guy, though, man. He's um, he's a smart son of a bitch. Shark cat. Yeah, you get you get on you get on the show with him, and you're kind of like, all right, I got to be careful what I say because he could sink my ship really quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Battleship you know. master. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He really is. So, well, look, man, you know, Robert, we're going to let you go, man. I'm tired of looking at purple. You, you <laughs> I'm know. not. I'm about ready to make my way down DFW. I like it, Shane. Come on with it. Shane, Shane's just trying to get a free damn uh, trip out of you. I'm my not. God. I got I to gotta, I gotta sport the bill down there at least. Yeah. That's not true. Shane came down here to visit me, and he was like, I mean, don't you have some points on your credit card? You can buy my plane ticket. I was, I was, I was banking on the Amex. I know you got some credit at the local steakhouse, um, <laughs> the local Sizzler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five and nine. That is so funny you say that. I have a buddy of mine. Of course he did. I Ryan, got, I got a, I got a buddy of mine that whenever he makes like good on a job, he's like, "Hey man, you want to go to uh, Western Sizzler?" <laughs> And I'm like, uh, you made good on the project. He's like, oh, man, I struck gold on this one. I'm rolling in that. We're yeah. getting eight ounces. He's like, we got a, we got a, we had a baked potato bar looking, looking at us. We're hitting the Ruby Tuesdays, boys. <laughs> Sounds on me. <laughs> you look more like a Cheddar's guy, Robert. Oh, shit. I hadn't been to a Cheddar. <laughs> 
shatters. I hate shatters. Yeah. Crap. <sighs> anyway. Well, look, man, we're gonna let you go. And I'm coming, I'm coming to the Dallas Fort Worth area, bro. I'm again? coming out with you. Um <laughs> again. Yeah, again. Again. This time yeah. I'm gonna this time I'm gonna get the address right. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a different cul-de-sac, man. What the hell? Yeah. Wrong damn cul-de-sac. Shit. Yeah. Um not man. again. Yeah, we'd yeah. we'd now love to have you time to go. Between now around. and the next between now and eight next eight months is the perfect time to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be preoccupied <laughs> after that. So oh there we go. Preoccupied the light. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. It was great talking to you, bro. Um, Robert, man. You have yeah. a good one, man. And uh, guys. look forward take to care. talking to you some more. Of course, man. You guys take care. See y'all later. All right, buddy. Vince Lifers. Vince Lifers. Vince Lifers. <laughs> We're going to mute his ass because you know he's going to hang out, right? Oh, I got to piss so fucking bad. Hey, wait, wait. Before, why you, go ahead. Go ahead. I got seven beers working for me. Oh, oh no dinner. <laughs> Uh. Hey, fence lifers, don't close that gate just yet. We have a whole lot more building to do. So sit back, pop a top, because we're just getting started. Now, here's your host, Dan Block, the Fence King. Hey, guys, that's my uh, Shane had to go to the bathroom during the middle of the show. So... I needed something. But look, don't forget, guys, the Fence Life signs, license plates. Y'all need to go ahead and uh, go to myfencelife.com, fill out the, uh, fill out the uh, contact form, and we'll ship you a box of goodies. You want to get on top of that. And while Shane's gone, we're going to go ahead and read a review that I've been trying to read for like three weeks now. So this one goes out to... Aaliyah Clark from CCI Fence of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My husband and I love listening to the show. And she put a little smiley face emoji. Uh, thanks for all the motivation and advice. And hey, by the way, Dano, we love the accent. I don't think I have an accent, but uh, yeah, you do. Apparently, I do. Shane's back, everybody. Hey, let's go ahead and. Uh... All right, we're ready. Another hour or two. You ready for part two? Part two. Let's go. Bring on our second guest. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Our second guest. I don't know if you know him or not, but uh, yeah. he's uh, out of the uh, DFW area. I did, Susan. Relax. His name's uh, Robert Whitaker. <laughs> you might have <laughs> never met him before. <laughs> I told you Robert was going to be hanging out in the yeah. green room, man. All right, Robert. We're tired of looking at you, bro. We'll talk to you later, man. Bye. All right. <laughs> I think Susan's Susan's jealous, man. She just texted me like a few minutes ago, and she's like, "When am I going to be celebrity co-host?" And I'm like, "Well, maybe when you get your shit together." I don't know. You know what I mean? You know, she's out. She's out traveling, having dinner, doing different things like that. She, she didn't even invite us. I'm pissed. So, um, did you wash your hands after that? Because I, I did. I did. It was yeah, that quick, man. It was a quick in and out. It was a That's quick in and out. Pepper's probably like, uh, you better Uber home. Yeah. <laughs> I got an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Pepper, called my truck. Pepper went out of town uh, Wednesday of last week. So last Wednesday, uh, 
I was like pepper free till Sunday afternoon. And Sounds dangerous. And I would just like to say that uh, Uber Eats knows my address. I did not cook. I realized that if I become a bachelor, I'm a I'm a de- I'm a dependent motherfucker. <laughs> if I become a bachelor, I am gonna hire me a full time uh, house person. Can you say maid nowadays? I don't, don't offend anybody. Don't offend anybody. There's a, lot, there's a lot of PC going on, but I'm gonna hire a person that uh, pretty much just takes care of the house and cooks and cleans and. Not that you're expendable, Pepper. Uh-oh. Oh, man. I'm glad she's home. Uh, she had a good time. She went down to uh, Winter Garden, Florida, where her parents That's right. That's right. You told me that. Yeah, yeah. Had a little gala and um, an art gala. It's a charity event that she helped put on. She works her ass off, man. And I can tell you right now, she definitely can work her ass off. But... um. Yeah, she went ahead and did that, and uh, life was good, you know. So, um, good time, man. So, how's everything going with you, bro? We haven't talked a whole lot, man. I know it's been high, dude. I've been meeting myself coming and going, it's busy, dude. You've been doing a lot of drinking, and like I talked to you the other night, and we're talking, and I'm like, is he getting out the truck? And right after, I thought. Is he getting out the truck? I heard, well, hey, look, I'm walking up to my buddies that uh, likes to drink a lot of Bud Light. So uh, I'll talk to you later. Hey, and if stay I, sharp. Stay if sharp. I, if I have hey. a high-pitched voice tomorrow, it has nothing to do with the Bud Lights I drank. Thank God he had Yangling on deck. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Robert. Drank Robert Robert about four of them, got out of there. Robert was cracking up about uh, last week when I said I was drinking beer. And I kind of uh, did a little something with the Bud Light bottle, right? Yeah. And I told him, I said, this week I'm going to have a 22 ounce. It's like the, uh, you know, the uh, three letters of. (laughs) And on that, folks, uh, we have another sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, My Fence Life has no more sponsors after tonight. So, (laughs) but. (laughs) I agree. But anyway, no, man. everything's good up here in the three one seven, man. Really, good. It is. What about you? Down in the swamp, but capital, doing good, man. Um, dude, this stain shit is taking off. Um, there you I got go. a guy that I hooked up with that does pressure washing, and um, he's been putting the word out. And I got these guys out of nowhere calling me up for stain, so I just placed another like. $7,000 order with Caleb. And you got the uh, auto automatic staining machine. I don't even know what Caleb I, calls it other I than did. magic. The, the magic machine. Yeah, I got the pre-stainer. Pre-stainer. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm waiting on my next one. Um, I think I'm going to lie to Caleb and tell him I sold it, so I need another one. Caleb, send him his other one. Yeah, and uh, that's all going really, really well for us. What else, man? Oh, we added another crew a few months ago. There you go. Three crews running. Wow. And they're keeping me on my toes, man, trying to keep those guys busy. Got to. They're eating up work, and the uh, processes and procedures that they're doing is uh, 
really helping out a lot of the things that we've implemented yeah. Miss Defense Tools. Yeah. Have those yeah. guys moving quicker and faster. And, you know, we're figuring two and a half days on the job and they're finished in two. Oh, yeah. My hell All of our guys are moving to the driving process and uh, everything like that. And one of our guys is a professional DJ. Listen, to this. he's a professional DJ known very widely here in Indy. And, uh, you know, typically come back looking like he rode hard, put away wet, you know, rolled back in from driving, you know, like 200 some odd foot of aluminum, obviously within a day less than. And uh, I'm like, dude, you can go DJ literally right now. And he looked down, he's like, you ain't shitting me. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I wouldn't you. You're my favorite turd. <laughs> I wouldn't shit you. You're my favorite turd. That's right. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's serious. You know, they follow the process, the procedures. You put those things in place that we were just talking about. And this, you know, ship sales itself, you know, well, you know but we, we just went ahead and, uh, and, um, ordered a U.S. hammer. There you go. I I did see you post that. I did see you post that. Yeah, from uh, Mr. Fence. We ordered it from Mr. Fence. Don't get mad. Mark Olson, SWI, Fence.com. Even though you kind of sort of, you know, sponsor the show. Keep the checks coming, Mark. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we ordered a U.S. Hammer. We're loving it. Uh, not loving it, but we're waiting to love it. We're loving the concept of it is what I meant to say. Ergonomic, easy to use, breaks down, uh, hits harder. It's like Mike Tyson, you know, so, uh, I'm, I'm down, man. We you know, I just bought, I just bought, uh, actually, you know what? They should, they should be delivered already. I was just looking at that a second ago. I bought two of those, uh, DeWalt concrete nailers for, uh, Oh really? For driving vinyl. Concrete nailers driving. Oh, you mean for the donuts? Straight up. Yeah. I need one of those, bro. It should be uh, on its way, but running late. Okay, my my two thousand dollar order is running late. That's yeah. Cool. So here's the deal, man. Um, the nailers that you're talking about. Uh, Mark Olson said he uses those to nail up his cover picket that covers up Postmaster. Yeah, he uses those ballistic nail guns. I guess like cannons using. To nail fence boards to metal frames, right? Yeah. I need to get me one of those because I have more and more issues with my guys trying to shoot the the edge of the board with a postmaster and then it rips splits. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, shit. So apparently I need to get um one of those guns where they can just blast away and who cares what to hit, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, I, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people got these. So I'm excited to see what they do. You need to shoot me that link. Let me know what you're buying because what you bought off Amazon or somewhere. Or what? Yeah. Yeah. I need to get me at least one of those. I mean, I bought, bought two to start just to be safe. I mean, they're a thousand bucks a piece, but I mean, if you're dri- if you're going to the driving thing, my God, you'll get that back in no time. I know, you man. Know? We're getting ready. I'm trying not to say who. Um, and I got a lot, I got a lot of apartments coming up that I sold on driving vinyl oh, versus yeah. versus wood. 
versus wood and shitload of donuts. Exactly. I got boxes of them things coming in left and right. SWI, baby. But uh, that's where you ordered them? Yeah. Yeah, we ordered some. Uh, we placed a nice little order with uh, SWI. I think I saw the email. About $1,000 worth of <laughs> bullshit stuff, man. Oh, yeah. We said, we said, uh, bunch of i posts come in we got more coming really we're gonna be ordering more so um we need that gun i think we need it man we we have a uh commercial company i'm not going to say who it is because they still have a couple of bids out and i want to make sure i get them yeah and i don't want people knowing how i'm bidding them yeah but once we seal the other two pro two one two three projects they have I'll let you know who it is. But we're driving a engine five eighths, putting a donut on it, and sliding two and a half inch aluminum post over them. There you go. So it's gonna be our first time. So I'm gonna get my uh, key guys on that. Well, it's just like Mark says, you know, once you once you introduce the driving, the guys are like, screw the concrete, you know, and that's how my crews are. If people are listening still, it's the Walt DCN. 890 P2 20-volt Max XR. And where and you gotta buy special nails or what? Uh you know what? I didn't even look into all that. I think so. Like you bought the guns and didn't buy any damn nails? Um well. Oh no. Well, okay, here, here. Actually, it says it right here in the description. I looked at it earlier. I didn't. I just bought the damn things. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, oh yeah, faster type gauge, one and a half, half inch, two and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. I, talked, I talked to like Josh Rand and a couple of guys. I was just like, okay, that's the move. We're doing it. Yeah. I buy all my, my nails through a distributor here in town. So I'll just be like, yo, give me the nails. Send me I need them. ballistic nails. God damn it. Look, get them over send here. Me. Oh, they do. They got it. It's great. It was actually one of our, our former team members who moved. It's his dad, who's the regional manager of the nail. And I was like, wait, I was like, wait, what? What's your dad do? I'm like, okay, send me all my cedar nails, send me all my other nails, yeah. send me just pallets of them, actually. Now, yeah, you're buying pallets of nails, yeah, yeah. I probably should, man, but I'm, I'm I don't know why I don't. Well, I mean, we went through the going through the boxes and trying to find the Lowe's crap and the, this and the, that and the whatever. And I just called my nail guy and this is what I did, man. I called my local nail guy and said, Hey, look, I could buy it from these guys and buy a pallet at a time. And they'll give me a free nail gun with the pallet. Yeah. Yeah. That's what our guys do. Yeah. Free nail guns. They'll give me a free nail gun, a cannon hook nut with these guys and blah, blah, blah for this amount. Can you do something? And he didn't know that if he just would have got close, I would have bought from him because I've been buying from him since 2004, 20 fucking years, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, how about we do this? I'll keep track of your nails. And every time you buy like 100 cases or whatever comes on a pallet, 90-something cases, I'll give you a free nail gun. And um, we'll just keep track of what you buy. So you know what my mind thought? Working capital. I just went from paying for a whole pallet of stainless nails and a whole pallet of hot dip nails to buying as I need and still getting the same price and the free nail gun. Yeah. 
right? Now, yeah. granted, you might think to yourself, that's not a whole lot of working capital. For some people, that's a shitload of money. Figure it out. Others, it's just utilizing your credit. Yeah. Right? So that's what I did, man. So I'll be like, hey, how many uh, boxes of nails have I bought since January? Okay, yeah. I'm going to be coming by, picking up some nails and two free guns. Yeah, thank you. I'll come again. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, even if I would have paid, he ended up he ended up charging me a hair more. So and I'm, it's not even worth talking about. So I paid a little bit more. Yeah. But I'm not tying up my working capital. Exactly. You know, and, you know, if Zach Payton's watching right now, he's probably like, is that future me? Zach Payton, this is you with like. 150 pounds on and a beard but you're still preserving good looks so exactly exactly you're in every bourbon house and steakhouse in the tri-state area dude i of have the deep of the deep humid south i think i'm gonna take pepper out to dinner tomorrow night man we got a little spot that we go to and uh, you need to take me out to dinner what the hell dude <laughs> i'm coming down i'm coming down for steaks you know on fridays we have uh mini skirt fridays you're wearing a miniskirt on Fridays? Seriously, you started that trend again? I did. I did. I did. And you uh, gave that up in 08. You I told me I need a little help zipping her up on Friday mornings, but by the time Friday <laughs> I stretched a little bit, we're good. He's working out. <laughs> Why did I move to Louisiana? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> a lot of low lying land down there, you know. <laughs> All right, man. I gotta go. Pepper's gonna be like you're hanging out with Shane and not me and she's going to cut me off and then you know what happens from there, right? Duty calls. Duty calls. Season, so I got to go. man. Hey, it was great talking to you, Shane. I want to give a big uh, shout out to our our sponsors who are probably pissed off right now because I didn't mention any of them during the show. Well, if they're listening, they'll hear it at the end. Exactly. It's uh, it's our test to make sure that they, uh, they listen to the end. We want to thank Fence Track with the uh, Fence Life sign, right? I said that while you went and used the restroom. And uh, go to myfencelife.com. You can get one. D&D Technologies, home of the badass hinge. You can't badass. man. And uh, Expert Stain and Seal, Employee Proof. They got like 19 colors. Can't beat it. Uh, SWIFence.com. For all your tools and fencing needs, fence show. Exactly. Shane, you going to uh, you going to the fence show? Fence um, show? My one statement on the fence show is: uh, be there or be square. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, everybody's heard that one. Yeah. Come up something yeah. new. Well, Bizrader.com. Take back control of your uh, reviews. I love it. So. Clever Fox, and uh, we didn't talk about myself tonight, but you know what? We talk about those guys enough. So, anyway, they're always good, man. Love y'all. Y'all keep on uh, fencing, and uh, I'm going to pull with Mark Olson. You have a good dang day. Later, folks. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, 
we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.